1: This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics.
0: I mean, we are we are very hopeful uh, to have uh, a Big Ten uh, football season, to have fall sports uh, in our Big Ten conference. But again, you know what we're doing, we're approaching this entire process on a day-to-day basis. We're gathering uh, medical information daily. Uh, we're communicating with all of our constituents in the Big Ten. We're communicating. Uh, with our student athletes and, and having dialogue with them, uh, this will, this will not be a straight line this year.
1: And again, you know, we've released the schedule, but we've done it in a con- context of, of we have to plan ahead. And welcome back here to the Husker Online Show, Sean Callahan. As you just heard, Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren, um, you know, lay out some more thoughts about just the decision to get going. And I wanted to bring in somebody else to the show here today, a guy that. We've been talking, uh, I think my wife's trying to figure out who's this guy, Tom, I'm talking to all the time. Uh, Tom Deanhart from Golden Black, formerly a BTN, um, and also Sporting News years back, uh, and Rivals.com National. um, One of the best in the business, especially when it comes to Big Ten. Uh, Tom, first of all, thanks for joining us, and uh, it's been a heck of a ride to get to where we got on Wednesday morning.
0: Yeah, Sean, the story seems to change uh, not daily, but almost hourly sometimes, especially in the last week or so. Uh, but finally, we have it, the unveiling of the 2020 uh, Big Ten football schedule, the much anticipated revised version of it. And there's a lot to digest here. And I think we can all agree, Sean, that. We're just glad there's, there's going to be football you know, this fall.
1: Yeah, Tom, uh, I, I know uh, Tuesday night, Monday night, you and I talked to a lot of league sources and people we know around the conference, and there was a lot of concern, but there was a lot of relief Monday. And I don't want to say I was surprised, but to go week one and keep this initial plan that they had laid out, uh, were you surprised they stuck with that knowing that they are the only Power 5 conference that's going to come out of the gates on Labor Day weekend?
0: I think uh, by doing that, Sean, you know, by starting that September 3rd to, December, to September 5th, it gives the Big Ten the scheduling flexibility that Commissioner Kevin Warren said he desired way back in early July when the Big Ten made the announcement that they were trashing their non-conference games and going with the Big Ten-only schedule. So again, by starting on time, so to speak, the Big Ten has maintained scheduling flexibility, nimbleness in case you know some teams get stricken by this virus and games have to be postponed and rescheduled there are slots built in this schedule where they think they can make games up if need be
1: we're talking to Tom Deanhart here from Golden Black uh, who's covered the Big Ten uh, for years and years Um, what were your thoughts on the crossover draws Uh, every team added one Uh, we talked a little bit off air Um, it, it seems like Wisconsin and and some of the heavyweights in the West drew a very, very favorable East crossover um, that, you know, they're, they're really trying to set the stage for um, a potential Big Ten championship game that won't be a rematch.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt. You know, uh, if you look at Wisconsin's cross-division draw, I think um, by far it's the easiest. And overall, the Badgers may have the most favorable schedule in the entire Big Ten. So they have to be... Uh, The favorites to win the West, they already were, Sean, but now with the schedule, it seems to cement their status as a a favorite in that division. And Ohio State, too, you know, we talked a while ago, too, about their schedule, and Buckeyes uh, really aren't going to get tested until later in the year. So they are the consensus best team in the league, I think, Sean. They may be a preseason number one team nationally, and you have to think if we get to a Big Ten title game in in December that the chances of the Buckeyes playing the Badgers, it's, it's very good.
1: Yeah, you go. You, you look at playing ten games and, and just the challenges of that. I mean, what do you think coaches' thoughts are going to be on what a good record is this year? I think as fans across the country, you always think, oh, if we go eight, nine, ten wins, it's a great year. But um, with this schedule, saying all ten games get in, um, how different will expectations be across the league?
0: Yeah, they'll be. Uh, I think they have to be shifted. Right, a lot of teams count on, you know, getting. Uh, Two, if not three, wins in non-conference. Sometimes, Sean. So, those are going to be some wins that, uh, like I said, teams usually count on in the non-conference that aren't going to be there. Illinois lost three easy games. Indiana lost three easy games. And again, most every school in the conference had these least one or two, you know, sort of cupcake type opponents that you figured they were going to beat. So, those are off the schedule. Now it's all meat, right? There's no, there's no real fat to these schedules. All Big Ten opponents. So. A lot of times, a five and five record, you know, may end up looking good uh, when you consider the, the the heavy lifting some of these schools have. So, uh, again, it will be interesting to see Sean if we get to bowl season, you know, if a five and five record would be good enough to to get a postseason bid. On, and I have to think it would be.
1: Going into Friday now, every team will open up camp on that day. How big was it just to get running and going? Uh, I look at the SEC's approach; it's completely different. Um, their teams will not go into training camp for a few more weeks. Where the Big Ten, you know, there is no lag time. They're, they're going to get going. I mean, how, how beneficial could that be, uh, maybe trying to, to get ahead of things with this coronavirus? Yeah,
0: I think it's big. You know, Sean, there's, there's no guarantee the virus situation is going to be any better tomorrow, a week from now, or a month from now. So the benefit in waiting for, for that thing to quell down, it, it, it's really unfounded um secondly talking to some coaches the last few days you know their players are chopping at the bit they have to stand up in front of these guys each day and keep them motivated keep them focused and keep them on track and now the big 10 has their finish line in sight right sean training camp friday you know game september 3rd or september 5th so again i think it's going to help these big 10 teams get focused you know a little sooner here and, and maybe be a little bit more committed to staying virus-free, too, knowing that there's the season's right around the corner here. So, again, I think it was smart for the Big Ten to kick the ball uh, right now and not wait for it
1: uh, later on in, in this month. And, Tom, you cover Purdue. You're from West Lafayette originally. Nebraska has not yet announced what their attendance plan is going to be. Bill Moose has told the World Herald as recently as Wednesday that – um, he's hoping at least 50% in Memorial Stadium, which would be a very aggressive number. Where, where is Purdue at with their attendance? Um, I mean, from a media perspective, how, how will things be different for you guys with accessing the team? I mean, do you have any idea on those things right now out of Purdue? Yeah, we've got
0: we've had almost zero communication. We, we spoke to Mike Bobinski, the AD, a few times, Sean. About a month or so ago, I think the plan for attendance was as generous as 50%. Um, probably 25% minimum. Um, you know, since then, we've seen Ohio State come out, Sean, and say they were just going to have 20% capacity in the horseshoe. So um, we do know, we do believe here that that, that Purdue is going to revisit their attendance hopes early next week. We hope to hear from Mike Bobinski about that. And, and when he speaks, I suspect, again, probably a 20% range on Ross State Stadium would be the hope. For 2020, we shall see. To me, Sean, anybody you get in there, it's gravy. They just got to get on the field, get these games played, and get that TV money. Yeah, the gate receipts are good. The game day revenue is great. But we all know the big bucks of the TV revenue. And, and again, they have to get that spigot flowing. And then, again, the game day step to me at this point, given the circumstances this year, it's gravy. So, again, Purdue's wishful, and I guess it would be about a 20 25% capacity when it's all said and done.
1: Talking to Tom Deanhart, um, any idea on – The television piece of this with the inventory let's say they can get all 70 games off plus a big 10 title game that's 71 pieces of inventory um then you're going to play weeks one two and three which only i believe the acc is going to go week two but um just the extra eyeballs that you're going to be able to have on some of these big 10 games the ratings they're going to draw in any idea if that number is going to be close or even more than than what teams normally would get um, on on a revenue share each year
0: I'm not sure. I haven't really kicked the tires or called around or asked anybody if, if, if revenue could be adjusted uh, just based on, like you said, on the extra eyeballs that figured to be on the conference that first week when there's still really a void of football on the television, especially football, the quality that people will see in the Big Ten. So it will be interesting to see. Uh, again, a, b- a big task for Kevin Warren, Sean. We talked about this. First year on the job he walks into this, one of the most difficult situations uh, the sporting world has seen uh, in, in over a few generations. So again, nobody can plan for this. And um, again, you got to laud them for coming up with this plan and, and again, we all hope it can get pulled off here and, and
1: executed. You got to wonder if the SEC Tom is uh, scratching their head, like you know what? Maybe we should go earlier than week four. I, I still honestly don't get that approach because there, there's not going to be a lot of wiggle room. They're only going to get one bye week in the season in the SEC, where the Big Ten is going to offer two bye weeks plus the potential of four makeup dates at the end.
0: And again, that that's where we started the conversation: schedule flexibility. The Big Ten maintain that by sticking with their original start weekend of September 5th. And like you said, by going September what was the 26th, I think. uh, The SEC really is backing itself into a corner, so to speak, giving itself very little wiggle room if there are coronavirus outbreaks and teams can't play. The same goes for the Pac-12. I think the Pac-12 is going to try to play 10 games in 11 weeks. Uh, So, again, little flexibility for that conference as well, which is starting the third week in September, too. So, yeah, just different ways of thinking. And, uh, again, it's going to be interesting to see if everybody can get to the finish line here, Sean. And, and like I said, if we get a postseason and a playoff when it's all said and done, too.
1: Well, Tom, I've enjoyed talking to you several times the last few weeks. I'm sure we'll be talking more here over the course of August. So thanks again for joining us here on the Husker Online Show. Thanks for having me, buddy. Take care. All right, much more to come. We'll take your questions in the mailbag next. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.